0: for tuning in to the Believer's Church of Johnson City podcast. We are grateful you've stopped by. Regardless of where you are in your faith journey, we hope today's teaching is both challenging and also encourages you to move closer to Jesus. You can subscribe to the podcast if you want weekly messages, leave a review about your experience, and if you wish to become a giving partner, you can do so by giving online at believerschurch.tv. And of course, we want to encourage you to come see us in person. We're located at 6110 Kingsport Highway in Johnson City, Tennessee. As always, we hope you enjoy today's message. I'd like to welcome you to Believer's Church Online this morning. Thank you so much for being with us. Uh, We have some very exciting news, and that is that we will be back together in person next Sunday, January the 3rd. I know a lot of you, like myself, are really looking forward to that. And what I'd like to encourage you to do uh, this evening at 6 p.m., we're going to share some guidelines with you guys with what's expected whenever we do come back to service. But this is going to be an absolutely wonderful time. It's something that the biblical leadership team has really prayed a lot about. We had a discussion recently, and we are very excited about being back with you guys on January the 3rd. At the most basic level... The foundation of a building should do three primary things. And yes, I did have to Google this, okay? But a building should do three primary things at the foundation. It should support the structure above, keep out groundwater, and act as a barrier to water and soil vapor. The Leaning Tower of Pisa, which was built and designed to be the city bell tower of the city Pisa in Italy. It was completed in 1372. While anyone could admire the exquisite beauty of this tower, you can recognize that something is wrong with it. And it's, it's one of my biggest regrets being close by to Pisa that I didn't have the opportunity to actually visit and see this, this tower whenever I was there. It took 200 years to complete, and many would admit, like I said at the beauty, that there are some problems with the tower. Something can be beautiful to the eye while at the same time being practically useless. Okay, I'm going to say that one more time. Something can be beautiful to the eye while also being practically useless. Useless. Unfortunately, the tower was built on soft ground and shifting soil. Beautiful tower, weak foundation. Such is the case with so many lives. Beautiful tower, whenever you see this Instagram life that looks absolutely wonderful... You're following a family or an individual on Facebook, and you say, they seem to have no problems. Everything seems to be perfect. Often what we see is a beautiful tower with a weak foundation. Divorces, addiction, financial loss, arrogance, competition, Self destructive behavior, anger and rage, feelings of inadequacy, bitterness, people who are crippled by fear. In everything that they do, they are absolutely crippled by fear, guilt that some people hold on to, self pity compulsive spending, and on and on and on. These things happen in a lot of lives, in most lives, but what we often see is a beautiful tower with a very weak foundation. I'd like to use this end-of-the-year message, this end-of-the-year time together to talk specifically about the foundation's in our lives. This is really going to piggyback off of what we're going to talk about next week whenever we are together again as we discuss the roots, which are also a lot like the foundation in a person's life. So if you get this and you're really able to apply what foundations are supposed to look like in corporate and also individual lives you are setting the framework for 2021 in a way that is going to carry you and in a way that is going to sustain you like nothing else. So if you have your Bible, if you happen to have a copy, or if you want to follow on the screen, that's perfectly fine. We're going to be in Matthew chapter 7. Matthew chapter 7, and we're going to look at verses 24 through 27. Now, what's significant about this passage today and this particular story is that it's at the tail end of the most important sermon in history, which we're actually going to look at very closely in the summer of 2021. It's probably going to take us about 10 weeks, and that's the Sermon on the Mount. All right, so Jesus is giving a lot of important instructions about living, and this is what he says at the conclusion of this sermon, Matthew chapter 7 and verses 24 through 27. This is what he's telling his disciples after this important teaching. He says, everybody who hears these words of mine, this message that he has just given them, everybody who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise builder who built a house on bedrock. The rain fell, the floods came, and the wind blew and beat against the house. But it didn't fall because it was firmly set on the stone or the bedrock. But everybody who hears these words of mine, which is the majority of people, and doesn't put them into practice will be like a fool who built his house on sand. The rain fell, the floods came, and the wind blew and beat against that house. It fell and was completely destroyed. Or as some translations say, it fell and mighty was the fall. All right so Jesus is concluding the most important sermon in history. Scholarship suggests that the sermon on the mount is the closest to the original teachings of Jesus that we get. So as we look out uh, look throughout the Bible and then as we look specifically in the gospels in the New Testament at specific parables, at the account of the crucifixion, of everything that we see Scholars are going to agree that the most authentic, original thing that we have is the Sermon on the Mount. There's a larger account in the Gospel of Matthew, but there's also an account in the Gospel of Luke. So, if you want to know Jesus, if you want to know where Jesus stood on particular, especially political issues, read the Sermon on the Mount. If you're trying to discern with what you're learning in church, what you see in culture what is right and what is wrong, how you're supposed to do everything in life, the most important things, make sure that you spend a little bit of time in the Sermon on the Mount. So at this stage, the disciples have been given the keys to the kingdom. It's their responsibility to unlock and live inside of it. And this is the challenge of every follower of Jesus today. So what is it that they are actually learning? What is the practical application and the things that the disciples see that is absolutely critical to the way that they are supposed to do life? And if we look in the 21st century, the way that we are supposed to do life as well, what is it that they are learning? They are learning sexual ethics, marriage and divorce. They are learning about the importance of love, agape, toward other people. Forgiveness, servanthood, the importance of resisting violence, and the importance of peacemaking, our responsibility toward uh, the oppressed in the way of justice, and a complete and total surrender of the will. It's all there. Everything that you need for living, from the way that you are supposed to treat your neighbor to the importance of the covenant of marriage, to the way that we are supposed to view warfare. Everything is there. So Jesus has given this important sermon. We, We don't know how long this sermon actually lasts. But again, going back to our passage, this is how he concludes. Everybody who hears these words of mine that he's just given about all of those important issues and puts them into practice, literally practices these things every single day, is like a wise builder who has built his home on the rock, or the bedrock, the stone. The rain fell, the floods came, the wind blew, beat against the house, all these things that happen in life, but it didn't fall because it was firmly set on what matters, on my teachings on the bedrock. But everybody who hears these words of mine and doesn't put the Sermon of the Mount into practice, doesn't take these words and place them into practice, is like the fool who built the house on sand. The rain fell, the floods came, the wind blew up against that house. Same scenario, but it fell and was completely destroyed. So a question that I have for you guys that I want you to consider on this this Sunday morning, as you're alone, as you're with family, as you're kind of experiencing that, that Christmas hangover, you know, all of that stuff that you've done the last few days, the question that I have for you, very simply, how is life going? Like, really, how is life going, considering everything that's going on in in our world, globally, and nationally, but also if you look at your own mind, if you look at your own experience, how how you're ticking every single day. So I'm not asking if your life is, is, is free of crisis or if, if, if you can pay all the bills, but just in a very general sense, this is what I'm asking. Is there a consistent form of of stability in your life, despite the difficulties? Is there a consistent form of stability that is constantly challenging you to live beyond yourself and into the truth of this ancient teaching? And some of you may be saying, well, I didn't even know the Sermon on the Mount existed, or I didn't even know the Sermon on the Mount was necessarily that important. So when I ask, how is life going? Specifically, where do you go in those difficult moments? Where do you go when when everything is wonderful? And how are you applying these teachings in your life? There are only two responses to this, and Jesus shares this in a way that the disciples can understand. Keep in mind that the disciples are are poor, very blue-collar, guys. So this, this analogy is perfect for them to be able to understand. You are building on stone or the bedrock, or you are building on sand. Can't be both. That's what a lot of people attempt. So first point that I want to make, what does building on sand look like? If we look at practical application in your life right now, you know, you're you're struggling in a relationship with a significant other or someone that you are you are interested in or you're struggling in a deep place in your marriage, you feel like things are never going right or things are going well for the most part but then whenever something happens it completely tears everything apart. You're, you're up and down with the mental struggles that you have, the stress, the anxiety, the depression, all of these things. You're, you're constantly struggling with self-image and asking questions about yourself, your own deep insecurities that maybe no one else knows about. What does building on sand actually look like? Whenever I was a kid, my friends and I were building a clubhouse, all right? But as you can imagine, if you know anything about me, I was not building the clubhouse, I'd actually elected myself president of the club, and I walked around telling everybody what to do and creating the rules. All right, if you know anything about my personality, you could see that as being true. But one thing was clear, because we're between like 12 to 14 years old. That clubhouse, even though even though some of my friends were very good at, at building at that age, was not going to stand very long on its own. All right, and I'm going to return to this in just a minute. Verses 26 and 27 tell us tell us this, but as everybody everybody who hears these words of mine and doesn't put them into practice, all right, ethics around sexuality. Think about divorce. Think about premarital sex. Think about those kinds of things. Think about how we treat other people. All right, the, the cardinal rules of what it means to be a follower of Jesus, based on how we treat other people. You know, you have all of these things here, how you deal with anger, turning the other cheek, forgiveness, all of this stuff in the Sermon on the Mount. But everybody who hears these words of mine and does not put this into practice, they can go to church as often as they want to, will be like a fool who built his house on sand. The rain fell, the floods came, the wind blew, beat against that house, and it fell and was completely destroyed. Destroyed. I want to share with you why people build their lives on sand and then what happens as a result. Now, some of you that are watching this right now, you you just happen to come across this video. You've been following this stream a little bit. Some of you that have reached out to me that, that do not regularly go to church or you've not been in church in years. What you're doing right now, and the reason that you're here, is because you continue to recognize the problems with building on sand and you're kind of tired of it. You're kind of tired of seeing what you're building up constantly destroyed with just a little bit of adversity uh, that comes into your life. All right? So this is why people build and live on sand. And it's very simple, okay? People build on sand because they prefer their own way. I mean, it's it's that simple. There's there's not really a lot more that we can reduce that down to. And it gets a little tricky, it gets a little tricky because some people believe they are building on God's way whenever they are in fact building on their own way, or they try this this combo deal, okay? They try to do the two of these uh, together, and sand and stone are not the same thing, all right? They're not the same thing. The result that you're going to see And so many of you are seen in your life on a regular basis. And the truth is, you're sick and tired of it. What you're seeing is the Leaning Tower of Pisa. It's a combination of strong materials that is built on soft ground and shifting soil. People come from all over the world to look at it. Think about the Instagram followers that some celebrities have. Think about the second they post a picture or the second they they tweet a particular statement. It's like all of these lives, everyone's coming to see it. But here's the problem. And it's a problem for some of you, maybe on a smaller scale. Beautiful tower, weak foundation. We see it all the time. It's much, much easier as we see the exterior of someone's life. We see the beautiful tower. But there's also this presence of a weak foundation. The result will be poor choices that mask themselves as good and an eventual crash. People who reach out to pastors or reach out to their their, their parents or, or other people in their family that maybe they've not reached out to in a really long time is because they've experienced the reality of that crash. The only reason that some of you are continuing to pay attention to this right now is because you are very close to that crash or because you've experienced that crash. And this crash expresses itself in in many different ways. It expresses itself through emotional and psychological breakdowns. It expresses itself through breakups. It expresses itself through financial loss. It expresses itself through just a constant feeling of inadequacy that even though you try to be really, really good, it never feels as if it's enough. Sometimes it's the product of self-destructive behavior. Sometimes it's the product of you trying your own way over and over again, but you continue to sense that something is missing. All right, sometimes this is a, a highly emotional, you've you've gone through a divorce, you're you're worried about your your children and what custody is going to look like, and a really, really messy messy thing. And other times, it's very subtle. Other times, you're the only one that actually recognizes that the crash has happened. And I know that I'm speaking to some of you right now. Other people can't see it, but you are, you are dying inside because the crash is coming or because the crash has occurred. The truth is that left to our own devices, people make horrible choices. We make really, really bad choices on our own. And our choices have everything to do with the structure and the establishment of our Foundations. 2021 can be a very, very different year. But you can't start building that above the foundation by saying, well, I'm just going to be a better person. Well, I'm going to try to do this, or I'm going to try to do that, or I'm going to try to be kinder in this way. I'm going to try to give more to this thing. It's never going to matter. And this is often what I tell people whenever they're getting married or if they've held secrets within their marriage. It doesn't matter in, in a marriage relationship, it doesn't matter how good things look, how beautiful the tower is as it starts to build, how wonderful your kids are. If the foundation is corrupt, if the foundation is weak, and over and over people are trying to build on this, you see, regardless of of how you live your life, the storms of life are going to come in the difficult moments it can be financial it can be with relationships it can be a psychological or some kind of internal torment that has to do with depression or some form of mental sickness it can be that you've lost your job it can be that you, you you for whatever reason in the middle of your life you no longer feel as confident as you wanted these things happen you know in both scenarios we see that jesus talks about the wind blowing about the crash coming the foundation is everything. Life can be different, but it has to happen at the foundation level. So what does it look like building on the rock? All right, what does building on the rock look like? How is this different? Verses 24 and 25. Everybody who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice, does not ignore them, does not consider well, idealistically these are good things. But I can't possibly measure up to that. No, the individuals, the families that put these things into practice are like a wise builder who built his house on the bedrock. The rain fell, the floods came, the wind blew, beat against that house. Same scenario, but it didn't fall. Because it was firmly set on the rock while we were building this this clubhouse whenever we were kids. There was an older man that showed up day two, day three, whenever we're out there. And he has all these tools. And he says, I'm going to help you guys make this a really, really strong clubhouse. Now today, 2020, going into 2021, this would be really creepy. All right, parents wouldn't like this if all of a sudden an old man shows up with his tools and says, I'm going to help you kids. All right, early 90s, not so big of a deal. All right, and it turns out that he brings his own his own supplies, and he helps us build this clubhouse. And the truth is that if it wasn't for a, a, a new road coming in, like, like part of the development of the neighborhood, a new road coming in, that that clubhouse would still be standing today. So who are the disciples, the individuals that are being taught this teaching? Who are they? Poor, uneducated Jewish commoners. And because they are building on the rock, 11 of them completely changed the world. This means that they are applying the ethics and the teachings. Of the Sermon on the Mount, incredibly difficult moments are going to come your way, and I know that I'm, I know that I'm beating a dead horse when I say this, but, but 2020 has been difficult for a lot of people. The storms are going to come; they're going to get, they're going to beat against the windows. You know, the, the house is going to shake. You are going to wonder what it is that you are supposed to do. But when you build on the rock, everything, absolutely everything, is going to be stable. The psalmist tells us this in Psalm 62 6, and these are verses that I've really been focusing on lately. He alone is my rock and my salvation, my fortress where I shall not be shaken. Other translations say, I will not be moved. This does not mean that the psalmist is not saying that difficult moments are going to occur. I don't understand. I don't know why you're going through a divorce. I don't know why you're happy. You have to split time with your children. I don't know why you are addicted and other people around you were able to recreationally used drugs or alcohol, and didn't have the same problems. I don't know why your life is where it is at 55 years old, at 42 years old. I have no idea why that's the case. But the foundation of your life is what matters. Psalm 61:2. when my heart is weak, which it often is, I cry out to you from the very ends of the earth. This is someone who is suffering. Lead me to the rock. That is higher than I am. Building on the rock. Something that can start today. Something that can be a framework for 2021. Even though, even though with vaccinations and and other other things happening, you know this virus may may slow or or, or disappear. I don't I don't know what the future looks like. But I do know, as as Beth and I were praying just shortly before this this message, that other things are going to come your way. And they are going to be super destructive things in your personal life, maybe super destructive things in your marriage. You are going to be enticed to take part in things, to walk away, to, to water down your foundation. But if you make the choice to build on the rock... Everything will be stable. So how do you do that? We've already been there. You place or put the teachings of Jesus into practice. It's it's not easy to love some people. It's not easy to forgive some people. It's not easy to work toward unity. Unity. It's not easy to sacrifice some of your personal politics if you're a Republican or a Democrat in order to meet this ethical system that Jesus places before us. What we're we're being asked to put into practice, I should mention, is not practical at all. That's one of the reasons that it seems so difficult. So so we're supposed to place the the teachings of Jesus into practice. And while that seems very simple, at the same time, it's very, very hard. So I'm going to ask you a question again that I asked as, as we were close to the beginning. How is life going? This is the last Sunday of... 2020 for some of you it's been a good year for some of you you've you, you've seen good things happen but for many of you maybe it has nothing to do with this virus this has been one of the hardest years of your life So going further with this question are you building on sand? Or are you building on the rock? Doesn't matter how nice things look above that. You see, you can fake it at church. You can fake it in, in many ways at public in, in public places. Beautiful tower. Weak foundation. Over the centuries, the tower of uh, Pisa, the lean tower of Pisa, went from a point two-degree tilt to a 5.5-degree tilt. Now, the tower will not fall because of modern restorations. In the 80s and 90s, they made sure that they made it to where it's, it's not going to fall. So even though the ground is marshy, experts suggest that the lean and then the eventual fall could have been avoided with better planning. Could have been avoided during the original construction, even though the ground was bad, with better planning. And that is the recommendation and the application that I have for you at the end of this year. Better planning. If you're going to spend time with God, if you're going to live by the teachings of this important sermon, the Sermon on the Mount, we have to know what it says. We have to know what we are being called to do as individuals, as as leaders or members within our family, and as a corporate body of believers. And that is what we are going to spend looking at in 2021 so that we can teach you, to do that. Research suggests, and some of you have heard this, and and we'll probably share it again early in the year, that a lot of people that went to church prior to COVID will not return. So I I think that some people have this, this view or this vision that whenever COVID ends or we're all of a sudden in a vaccinated society with no masks or anything like that, that everyone is just going to pour back into our churches. And that's not going to be the case. In fact, this decline was great before COVID. And now we're going to see a decline that is even greater. Now, the question is why? If people were committed for so many generations, if people were determined that they were going to be at church on Sundays, that that was an important part of their week, Why are they not going to come back now? The answer is pretty simple. And the answer we see today. For many people, church has been a wonderful routine. It's been a great thing that traditionally they've been taught to do. But the truth is that if you give a close investigation into their lives, they've been building on sand. beautiful tower, weak foundation. It will be those that in a moment of crises or in a difficult time, whenever things seem impossible, that have continued to build on the rock over and over, will return and be what we understand is the future of the church. And today you can begin that journey. You can make the rock your foundation. Let's pray. Father, we come to you this morning asking God that you you create a, a discernment in our hearts so that we can see what it is that we are building upon. Father, we are in the midst of, of some great crashes right now. And we have some people within our church and outside of our church that have been tuning in. And God, the crash is uh, right around the corner. Father, it's not too late. This, this message today, this teaching is timely. Because we have an end-of-the-year opportunity to turn everything around. And maybe a resolution for some people in 2021 is to build their lives upon the rock. doesn't matter how long they've been in church. It doesn't matter if, it, if it's a new thing to them, if they don't go. Father, everything can be different. It's not, a, it's not a carefree life. It doesn't mean that life is not difficult. But it means that we have the stability And it means that we have the foundation to last. And it means that in incredibly difficult moments that we can't even begin to understand, that we can still experience your faithfulness. And we know that that's what we have to have in order to go forward. We pray these things and we ask these things in the name of the Father, in the name of the Son, and in the name of the Holy Spirit. Amen.